Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm famous vaginal painter Georgia O'Queef. <laughs> and I'm RJ. RJ. Yes. How was your week? My week? My week was good. <laughs> Be <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> Don't you fucking lie to me. <laughs> nice. It was kind of warm. Warm? I was a... Uh, Busy with some photo shoots. Ooh. Oh yeah, you had a, a, few, you had a few shoots this week, didn't you? Yeah, three three shoots. Mm. Photography. Photography. Yeah, they're just all candids it's, of Devin. It's different than photography. This yeah. is photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Devin just sitting there like watching, uh, like watching TV, and I'm like, hey, were you shooting there? me without my permission? Mm-hmm. No, you signed something. Do you, you have be, to have people sign permission slips? I'm supposed to. Really? Would you be mad if Maybe. he had an OnlyFans Legally. account of pictures of you, Devin? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't making money. <laughs> yes. You, you gotta sign if up. it's making money, then honestly, yes. Because <laughs> I could be making all that money myself, obviously. <laughs> I have no shame. I'll what, do whatever. What, what would the name interested. of your account be? Oh, I don't know. Flaming probably. Hot Cheeto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Um, carrot bottom. <laughs> yeah. What Orange about, like, creamsicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about like something like the Snuffleupagus trunk? Ooh. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's misleading if it's not real big. Well, <laughs> Snuffleupagus's tail. I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> forearms. It's got to be big. Have you ever noticed I never wear shorts? <laughs> so, it's a kind of an inconvenience. Like, <laughs> get an erection, I pass out. All the blood goes to it. Oh, so the, the, the guy that delivers our milk. Big old dick? Uh, big Ooh, old dick. The milkman? Milk you got man. a milkman? <laughs> yeah, he came in and he's just milk like, I'm on, he's like, I'm on episode three. And I was like, oh, congratulations. He's like, I really wish you guys played it. And I was like, you know, you can listen to the songs. Like, oh, of this? About. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Walking Dead? <laughs> Milkman, you crazy. Milkman, you, you always come in here talk about stuff you watching. I'm like, I don't even watch that, man. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> who are you, Milkman? Milkman. Yeah, he's just like, I'm on episode three. I was like, that's cool. We have more. Tell him to listen to the newer ones. They're better. Yeah, yeah they're better. He's yeah, like, I really better. wish I could listen to the songs. I was like, you no, know, you can. It's a thing. He's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, I can listen to the songs and then listen to the, you guys talk about it. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah, Milkman. Yeah, yeah, Milkman. So, Milkman, this one's for you. Hell yeah, Milkman. <laughs> yeah, suck on those titties, Milkman. <laughs> suck on them to get that milk, Milkman. <laughs> Goat titty. <laughs> Cow we got titty. To, okay. yeah. We got to cash you. Just Bubba yeah. Gump with, oh, yeah. but with titties. <laughs> yeah. Got Suck cat titties. Yeah. Suck <laughs> them almonds. Cashew titties. <laughs> you got peanut titties. Nobody talks about peanut titties. <laughs> you ever seen oat titties? Milk's all over the place. You never seen them oat titties? <laughs> soy titties. What is a soul, man? <laughs> Soy boy titties. Soy boy. I've seen some soy boy titties. I don't want no milk from those. Antifa titties. Where did chocolate milk come from? Not Antifa titties. <laughs> um, all right. So today is episode 54 of the podcast. Um, it is my mix titled. A whole new world from Devin's magic carpet ride. Devin, you don't wait, know. It's Devin's mix now. We can find. It might be. I don't know. 
I'm talking about me, dear girl. Now, RJ, did you survive this magic carpet ride? I, I was. Okay. So. <laughs> I have you know, a lot with, of, I, I need to give a long explanation for <laughs> how how you how this sat with you. Okay, so you know how like magic carpets they kind of run out of gas. Okay. Yeah, so it's like literally barely chugging along and dragging me with it, and I'm like holding onto the thread, and I'm deteriorating <laughs> the magic carpet because it's like literally unstitching itself. Real quick, did you feel like you were on a magic welcome mat like instead of a magic carpet? Did you uh, need a bigger carpet? <laughs> on the carpet, the, car- the carpet sufficed. Was the size of the carpet? Or the- Does it match the drapes? Oh. Does Great the magic question. carpet match the magic drapes? <laughs> yeah. That's all I care about is the magic drapes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Now, I like to think that in this scenario, uh, Devin is Aladdin. Mm-hmm. RJ I was thinking myself. Well, I was going to say Jafar. <laughs> well, and then I'm the carpet. That's how I like to look at this. Okay. I'm bringing you two together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on this okay. experience Wait. that I took all on my own. It's like mm-hmm. Devin laid some breadcrumbs out there to be like, here's some stuff. And then Carpet got curious. And then Carpet brought the two lovebirds together. Okay. <laughs> see, this <laughs> is what I see <laughs> it as. Okay, and I like your analogy. Oh, no, you go ahead, RJ. All right. I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, you could be the carpet. All right, I mm-hmm. get that. I get that. Mike's analogy. the carpet for sure. Okay, got yeah, it. yeah. Don't you say Jasmine went on that carpet unconsensually? No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> Devin, Devin can be Aladdin if it was a real life Aladdin. <laughs> but mind you, I'll be the genie, and when he rubs me, okay. I'll sing to him. You're, no, that makes no sense. I'm you ain't Robin Williams, genie. bro. I'm the genie, <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We ain't men. We genies. <laughs> I'm the fucking genie, man. Wait, you got to be Aladdin. This yeah. mix. No, you could be Aladdin or Jasmine or fucking Abu. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you are. Mike's the carpet. I'm the genie. This is this is my shit. I've been around for thousands of years. <laughs> Mike's he's Mike is, is Mike is offering the journey to you, whoever the fuck you may be. You could be Iago for all I care, even I'm though not, he can fly. I'm not Maybe you are Iago. I'm not in the movie. You're Gilbert fucking Godfrey as Iago. <laughs> right? Is that, is that the bird? Yeah, it's the bird. You or can fly on your own, but you decide to take the carpet. Or you're the sultan. Oh, what was this? I don't know why, but somebody was talking about Aladdin on a podcast this week, and I just had like a huge Aladdin flashback, and I never realized that it took place in the Middle East. Hell yeah, Agrabah. Yeah, still, I don't know if that's a real place. <laughs> but I really want to see a version of Aladdin in like Arabic. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would just sound a lot different. I mean, I could see RJ as either the Sultan or, or Jasmine. Mm. I don't see you as Jafar, RJ. I'm sorry. I mean, it depends on how he feels about this. Yeah, that's. It's if he feels negative, then he's going to turn into a Jafar. Maybe you're a boo, but when he turns into the elephant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like hiding in that tree because he's afraid of something? Can I turn him into an elephant? <laughs> yeah. So I'm the fucking genie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you identify as a street rat, RJ? Street rat. I don't even know that reference. 
riffraff. I don't yeah. buy that. Yeah. If only they look closer, would they see a poor boy? No siree. I only know the songs from Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a man out of him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, Mulan. Didn't they make a new one? Yeah. Like a live action one? Did not see it. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Well, I like that one. And Anastasia. <clears throat> that was a weird. Uh, Anastasia was a weird one because that was like a real story. Yeah. Like all the other ones are like Disney princesses and shit and like fantastical stories. And then they're just like, yeah, we're going to make a biopic. Yeah, I believe. I want to say that was. That might have been a Don Bluth studio, a movie, which um, he made like. Um, all Ducks Go to Heaven, uh, Land Before Time. Uh, he oh. might have made Rockadoodle. Can't remember. Rockadoodle? Is that about a Labradoodle that goes to the moon? That's about a cock who thinks he's Elvis. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Don Bluth is cool. He used to be a Disney guy, and then he left Disney. And I think his first one uh, was Secret of Nymph, might have been. I love that one, too. Yeah. He was, he was awesome. That's my guy. I gotta look into him some more. Yeah. Bluth. I feel like it's weird if he's still making kids' movies. Like, <laughs> he should have grown out of that phase. I think he is. I think Don Bluth Studios is, is coming back. Because uh, they haven't he hasn't made a movie in a while. Hmm. Um Yeah, he's awesome though. Did you see this show? Uh it's a Philip K. Dick show. It's based on his stuff mm-hmm. and i forgot the name of it brian cranston's in one of the episodes and it's like a different version of black mirror hmm. um I, th- I thought you had told me about it before i gotta look up the name of it but it is cool like is it the acting isn't as good as as black mirror but it's so much like black mirror and as if it was written by like same stories written by somebody else hmm. So it's like a kind of a budget version of Black Mirror, but I I don't want to say that to like discount it because it is really good. Yeah. Um yeah, I just I forgot what it was even on. I just kind of like happened upon it. Nice. Uh, yeah. All right. So for RJ, I'm going to guess your favorite song was number 1 because it's the shortest. Uh your least favorite song is number 3. Because I don't think that you love like psychedelic jazz fusion type rock that are Japanese. Well, you don't know RJ. Which is <laughs> all in a Japanese psychedelic fusion. That's what all I listen to. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna say your favorite artist, if you had to choose one, is gonna be number one. So I'm gonna guess RJ's is one three one. Wait. Okay. So fa- oh, yeah, yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. And then for Devin's, Devin's going to be tricky. I'm going to say that you came out of this being that your favorite song is number four. Your least favorite is going to be number five. And your favorite artist is going to be number one. <laughs> it's getting spicy. <laughs> All right. So A Whole New World from Devin's Orange Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah. <laughs> And um, the carpet matches the dreams. <laughs> um, all right. So first song we've got here, and Devin, you're going to have to help me out if uh, about oh, yeah. pronunciations. And <laughs> I mean, what's your are. song? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 
I'll do my best. Uh, oh, the, okay. First one, <laughs> the artist or song. So we've got the art. The song is Tala Tanam. Tala Tanam. Tala Tanam by Madhu Maktar. Madhu Maktar. Madhu Maktar. From the album Afrik Victim. That's song. Give victim. <laughs> I think they speak a mixture of uh, French and Arabic. Oh, so they have a sense. really interesting language. So they put the pronunciation on weird things, but they also have like uh, a very like African. I forgot the language that they speak, but a very like African influence on it. Yeah. It's a cool language. Like when they sing, it actually sounds interesting. Sounds you pretty know? to me. Yeah. When I like hear a lot of other foreign music. Yeah. But yeah. Madhu Akhtar. Mahamadou Suleiman. Known professionally as Madhu Mokhtar. Born in 1986 or 1984. Yes. That's what it says on Wikipedia. They're not sure. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Is yeah. a Turig songwriter and musician. Tuareg. That's right. Tuareg. That's what they. That's the language they speak. Okay. Musician based in Agdez, Niger. And is one of the first musicians close. to perform <laughs> <laughs> modern electronic adaptations of Tarleg guitar music. He first became popular through a trading network of cell phones and memory cards in West Africa. Yeah. Since 2008, he has released five studio albums, most notably the 2019 album Elian the Creator, maybe? Elana. Elana. Yeah. Elana the Creator. Yeah. And it's acclaimed follow up Afrique Victim, uh, released by Matador Records in 2021. Madhu Maktar is popular, is a popular wedding performer and sings about Islam, education, love, peace in Tamashik. Don't know what that is. That's their, okay, that's their language. Tuareg is the cult, the, the cult? The name of their culture. Yeah, the oh. cult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's their call. Yeah. He plays a left-handed Fender Stratocaster guitar in a Takamamba and Asuf style. Don't know what that means. It's he's cool. Jimi Hendrix. But. Yeah. Basically, he's African <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Uh, was born in a Nigerian village of Tishintabaraden. Chintabaraden. <laughs> and grew up in Arlit, a mining town. <laughs> After listening to artists such as Abdallah Ambu Dagu, <laughs> oh, I have one it's of their albums. Abdallah Umbadugu. 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 Abdallah Umbadugu. That's a long name. That sounds cool. That's a cool ass name. Yeah, you should change your name, RJ. Abdallah Form- um- Umbadugu. RJ. Yeah. <laughs> Walking to work tomorrow and somebody says RJ, like, that's not my name no, anymore. No, 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 no. They'll be like, what does RJ stand for? And I'll be like, are ready for this one? Abdallah Umbadugu. Do I have to spell it out for you? Yes, please. I don't know how. They're like, we're just going to call you RJ. I'm like, only friends call me RJ now, so you're going to address me by my name. Um, but he wanted to play the guitar as well, but his family disapproved of electric music, so he had to build his own guitar using bicycle cables for strings. Hell yeah. Pretty cool. Um, So I'm pretty sure, Devin, you had, like, mentioned this name before, 
Um, and honestly, I don't know how on Spotify. Like, I remember for some reason this idea for this mix came to my head. Yes. And I want to say it was because of the fourth artist is why this mix, like, I decided to do this mix. Yeah. But I didn't search out Modu Mokhtar. Okay, that's it, what I was curious about. I forgot <laughs> to ask you about this at the beginning, but, like, I don't where know, did this begin? I don't – well, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure track – the artists three and four, they have, like, a 18-minute instrumental song. And somehow I stumbled into that. I don't know how. Hmm. And then from there, I went to all these other artists. So I don't know how I got to Modu Mokhtar. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it fits, though. Like When I saw their name, I was like, Mokhtar. I'm pretty sure I've seen oh. heard Devin say Mokhtar. So. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like Reptar. <laughs> it's not Reptar from the Rugrats. Um, but when did you first hear these guys? Maybe, like, uh, well, it was pre-COVID. <laughs> so about, like, probably like a year and a half or two years ago. And it just kind of popped up on YouTube or it was on actual NPR radio hmm. that I like very occasionally listen to. And, uh, I, yeah, I heard the guitar like for their other songs. I don't know if you listen to any of the other songs. It's more like Jimi Hendrix influenced. Yeah. And it's fucking rad. Yeah. Like the rawness of it sounds so cool too. And his style is insane. Then I watched videos of him playing, and I was, like, mesmerized by it. Like, whatever that uh, Tamashik, no, not Tamashik, the the style that they say Tuareg? he plays. No, another word. Takamba. Takamba. Takamba and Asuf <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever that is, is super cool. And it's like, um, like Mongolian music has it where, like, the – the guitar or not they don't have a guitar but whatever their version of a guitar is like a lute Mm. or something yeah or mandolin type instrument follows like the melody of the song Mm -hmm. and uh that like he really does that but with that arabian influence like vocals his guitar follows that perfectly and it's so cool it's like microtonal and I just heard that, and I was like, I need to listen to everything these guys have ever done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something about – I've mostly listened to this album. Um, and there's something like – I don't know if it's because I don't know what is being said. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the sound of the voice. I don't know if it's – because I try to, like, understand the timing of this song. And I'm like, all right, I think I understand the timing. And then something happens. I'm like, maybe I don't understand the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know what it is, but it's like hypnotic. Yeah. Well, there's a weird thing that we, like you say, understanding timing, like 4-4 four, four is our standard timing in America. Yeah. That's not worldwide. Right. Like that's not the standard in other places. Some places use 5-4 as their standard and build songs around that, but when we as Americans do something that's five, four, like you think of like money by pink Floyd. Oh yeah. And it's noticeable, but when other countries do it and they've been doing it for years, it's they like, it sounds natural, mm. but almost just in a way that's like slightly foreign to you, you know, mm, like the, yeah. like the Swedish mixtape, 
It's like there's something different about this, and I don't, I can't put my finger on it because it sounds like Bon Iver. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you know? So they have like all around the world, like especially these remote locations where these guys are from. They have like a very rich musical arts culture, and it's just a completely different style. Like they have scales named after the like certain countries. Like a Mongolian scale is a thing. Oh wow! And you play it on a guitar, and it's like. I didn't know these notes existed together. Yeah. <laughs> it, they've been there the whole time, but it sounds completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's them and uh, the artists on number three listening to more of their stuff too. But it's like, I'm not saying I, they for sure, I'm sure they don't use a sitar, but there's like something in the timing or like the notes that they use that remind me of a sitar yeah. that I love. Yes. Yeah. So, it, there's a um, – I forgot the name of the instrument, but you hit it with a – you hit the strings with a stick, mm. and you play the frets. But it has like a – I don't know if a sitar has microtonal frets or not. Who knows? But it's like <laughs> it, like instead of one fret, there would be four frets in between. So you have four different tones for one single note. Jeez. And there's a like a Middle Eastern instrument that's like that where you hit it with sticks – and that's a, like a, a traditional instrument. So if he's mimicking that style, it sounds very fluttery, like yeah. like pull-offs and hammer-ons. Yeah, well, that's the oh. other thing. It fucking sounds like fucking, what's that dumbass movie with that little kid in the guitar that that's Irish? August Rush? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it sounds like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like crazy tapping, like Van Halen tapping, yeah. but like good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he's basically like just mimicking like traditional instruments on a Stratocaster, mm-hmm. and it comes out sounding rad, you know. Yeah, it's like when they first started, uh, you know, playing piano songs on electric guitar, and you're like, "What? You can do that? <laughs> yeah. It has the same notes." <laughs> yeah. Now, RJ, how did this song make you feel? So this song, uh, I originally thought that when I heard it. It needed some, uh, what is that? The throat singing. I was like, it needed that in it. Or, or, or now that you do that, a didgeridoo would probably be fine. That's just me starting my throat singing. Yeah. It'll get better <laughs> as I go along. But I was Still like, I want it. that in there. And I can feel this in the song. And it's very rhythmic. And I just want to be like, I just want to close my eyes. And just, yeah, see, there you go. Hear it? Mike, do you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> See, I was like, genie, be a didgeridoo. <laughs> didgeridoo my dick in your mouth. <laughs> no, that's a didgeridoo. I don't consent. Didgeridoo me. <laughs> a didgeridoo sex toy. <laughs> yeah, the didgeridildo. We already talked about this. Oh, that, that was last episode. Yeah, uh, but I like this one. It was a good one. Yeah, like you said, it was rhythmic and it kind of just brought you in. I didn't think as much technical stuff as you. I was just like, "Hey, this needs a, a didgeridoo dildo in it," and I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know how I can explain this to someone else to be like, it's incredibly complicated but very soothing. Yeah, because you said you listen to their other stuff. Yeah, uh, should I listen to their other stuff? I don't. Know, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> by yeah, I think you should, but. This is um, again. Well, I do want to clarify that this is me putting my Devin's lens on when I'm looking at some music, right? Some music that I wouldn't 
go out of my way to listen to, but I still made sure to find stuff that I liked, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Like there's for sure Devin music that I'm sure I could find a Modu Mokhtar song that you may like more, but I may not like it as much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's what I would say because uh, I thought this was a great intro to the mixtape and a great song, but as far as like everything else that I've heard by them and I haven't heard this album, it's not really what they do, right. but it like kind of is, but like a lot of their other stuff is more high energy rock mm-hmm. influenced, yeah. but still in this way. So it's not that far removed from what they normally do, but so I don't know RJ, if you would like more of their stuff, if that makes sense. I think you should try it though. I mean, might as well skim through it. Yeah. I don't know if you can skim, just skim through it, RJ. No, you have to actually listen. RJ's wearing Mickey Mouse gloves right now, and I'm terrified. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) This was a great song. (laughs) I'm anti-Semitic. Oh, boy. (laughs) I was about to say, wait for him to say something racist. (laughs) Yeah. They control the banks. They're controlling the weather, too. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I I really I like this song. I think it's a cool song. Um, but as you know from listening to the mix, the I had some things that I needed to make sure happen on this mix, right? I had to have a weird band from a country that I've never heard of before and it has weird timing. Um, uh, but also, I mean, every song's got to be long, RJ. Oh yeah. <laughs> So. I wish you could have made it longer. <laughs> um, but all right. So let's move on. We've got, have you ever seen peaches growing on a sweet potato vine? I mean, yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> so what's funny is with this song, um, I didn't know that that was the full title until typing it up today. Like, really? I, I just didn't look. <laughs> or pay attention to be oh. like, oh, the whole title is. <laughs> uh, did you, yeah. Wait, did you know those were the lyrics, though? Yeah, I knew that was okay. the lyrics. I just didn't know that he just named the whole the song uh, the entire <laughs> yeah. lyric. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is by Jake, I'm going to say Xerxes. Xerxes <laughs> from 300. <laughs> Fussel. Um, this comes from What in the Natural World from 2017. Uh, it's track number two off that album, coming in at a crisp six minutes and nine seconds. Um, Jake is from Columbus, Georgia, American singer-guitarist who plays folk and blues music with a focus on traditional southern folk songs. In 2015, Fussell released his debut self-titled album composed entirely of adapted folk and blues songs. Uh, William Tyler produced the album and contributed features on the guitar and organ. Chris Scruggs recorded features on steel guitar, bass, and mandolin. And Hoot Hester on the fiddle. Uh, Fussell released his third album in 2019. Um, In a review from Pitchfork, it says, Musicians like Jake Xerxes Fussell are nearly as rare nowadays as the material he performs. All songs are traditional in the public domain, uh, reads the sole co- composition credit on Out of Sight Fussel's often transcendent third album. That's a weird sentence. 
Uh, put another way, each of these nine songs survived the great folk pop copyright roundup of the 1950s and 60s when publishers hunted down and claimed untold numbers of traditional melodies as their own. Hmm. So on my hunt for uh, Devin-inspired music, I was like, Devin likes country, folk, Americana music, but it's not just the straight-up normal stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's got to be off its axis a little bit. And somehow I stumbled into this guy, and I was, like, searching through some songs. I was like, okay, yeah, get it, get it. And then this song, I think it might be, like, his most popular song on Spotify. I can't remember. But listening to it, there's something about it that reminds me of Devin. I don't know why. Maybe Devin, you can tell me. But, like, there's just, again, it's another, like, listening to it, it's hypnotic because it's, I don't know if the, if, if I could say the structure is simple, but it's not the most complicated thing, yeah. but it's really interesting. Yeah, that's those, like, folk roots that you're talking about, like, it is a folk structured song, and I don't know if this is going to make sense, but <laughs> it, it reminds me of a mix between Father John Misty mm-hmm. and Les Claypool, hmm. and sounds pretty much like neither of them. But that's <laughs> the feeling that I get from it. You know, it has like it has that thing that Mac DeMarco has for whatever style of music that he plays Mm -hmm. where it obscures it just a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, like he had, but it's like so listenable. So like the, the less Claypool thing is like, there's just a little bit of oddity to it, but like it's not off putting like less Claypool is, you know, Mm -hmm. but it has these like also unconventional, like, song structures or riffs leading into something that is very like like those uh that blam 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 you know very normal like americana sounding riffs like it was a very good blend of everything yeah it's like what mac demarco does he takes a bunch of stuff and blends it together to the point where you can't decipher what he's doing yeah because even that riff is like borderline like rockabilly Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like uh it's like Stevie Ray Vaughan's style. Yeah, like Delta Rock or Delta yeah, Country. yeah. That Delta like Country. John Mayer does with the hammer ons. Like, oh yeah, that's true. And like Jimi Hendrix does it, and like Little Wing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that same style, but I don't want to compare it to either of those. People, no, yeah, you know, <laughs> right. So he's taken a lot from everything, you yeah. know, and. It really is like it sounds like true folk music if it were still alive today, which I really like I appreciate. And I didn't know something like that was around because everything else is just an imitation of what we had in the past or it's, you know, fucking hey ho stuff. Like yeah. what is was that band? Lumineers. Oh, yeah. And they call that folk rock, you know, right. like <laughs> we yeah, don't this, have like a modern version of it. Yeah. Maybe the more I think about this, like this reminds me of like like if we were like sitting in your garage and you're on the couch playing a guitar and just playing this riff over and over again, just going, yeah, sweet potato. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Jesse. Yeah. (laughs) The smash hit Jesse. (laughs) Have you ever? (laughs) 
She ain't stripped down on Jesse Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked it. I liked uh, it a lot. RJ? So I was first like, all right, I wonder what the song's about. And then he told me, <laughs> literally in the first like, and, and then he did it again. And I was like, oh, that's what the song is about. And it was one of those where it was like, you know, it, it just... I think I started making fun of it in my car where he was just like, and just like held the note. And I was just like, then I noticed I was like tapping my foot to it. I was like, all right, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I was like, I like this one right after the song number one. And it's not like, you know, it's not my top 10 song at all, but I was like, I, I, it was a nice listen. It was a nice listen for sure. So you think about those old folksy songs and it's like, they're not, you know, some of the happy songs are just nonsensical lyrics yeah. for the most part. You know, like the old piano blues. Like <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. Sometimes I just, want a story. Sometimes I just want like an easy listen. Yeah, it's like, have you ever seen? Have uh, yeah, seen what? Peach run <laughs> for, for sweet potato vine. I you thought you were doing yeah, a Cosby impression for a second. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a man rape? <laughs> Seventy-two women and only served two years. Two years in prison. I'm putting pops. You should get out of the putting pops. I'm an innocent man. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the title of the song and the lyrics are almost just like a high thought. Like, have you yeah. ever seen peaches growing on sweet potato <laughs> I want to know if it came from him actually seeing it or him thinking, like, could it happen? <laughs> Is it possible to make a peach-sweet potato hybrid? <laughs> He's like, really like well, a horticulturist. Yeah. <laughs> first, for, okay, first time I heard this, I thought he said, like, have you ever seen peaches growing on a sweet potato pie? And I was like yeah. thinking about that. I was like, "What is a sweet potato pie?" Sweet potato pie is a thing. Yeah. It is delicious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, have you ever seen peaches on it? I've never seen them growing mean, on it. Yeah, that's what I was weirded yeah. out. I was like, "This is weird." No, this is weird. I mean, it's an old ass pie. If shit's growing on it. You could put your peach on my sweet potato pie. Yeah, <laughs> vine or pie. I'll jam my yams in your <laughs> sweet potato pie. It's Thanksgiving, boy. Yeah, yeah. Get that stuffing. <laughs> mm. Pull out that gizzard. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So now we're moving into the big boys. The big boys. The big boys, RJ. Mm. <laughs> yeah, these are pretty big. <laughs> we got Smoke and Mirrors by Kikagaku Moyo. Kikagaku Moyo. Kikagaku Moyo. Kikagaku Moyo. From the album Forest of Lost Children. Uh, this album came out in 2014. It's track number three off the album. Coming in at 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Uh, they are a Japanese psychedelic band from Tokyo. The band's name translates to geometric patterns. Oh, Kikugaku. <laughs> um, uh, it says that they've come a long way, both literally and metaphorically, since their humble beginnings busking on the streets of Tokyo back in 2012, a tight-knit group of five friends who bonded over the desire to play freely and explore music associated with space and psychedelica, 
Their initial ambitions uh, were modest, semi-regular slots in the cramped clubs of the city's insular music scene. Yet the band's progressive folk-influenced take on Psychedelica marked them out uh, from their peers and restarted Japan's psych rock scene. And it also brought them international acclaim restarted japan psychroxine yeah i have many questions and i will be doing many searches into that (laughs) (laughs) um uh, let's see here uh and a six uh okay so with a settled lineup of go kurosawa tomo katsurada katsugai Daud Popo Ryo Kurosawa and a signature sound that blended classical Indian music, kraut rock, traditional folk, 70s rock, and acid tinged psych. The band sold out shows across Europe and founded their own label, Guru Guru Brain, to showcase yeah. not just their own work, but the underrepresented music scene in East Asia. I love uh, it when Japanese people use American words yeah. <laughs> to name things because it sounds so cool. Yeah. Like guru guru brain. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so their popularity has grown and are now one of the most acclaimed bands in the alternative psych scene. Having toured the world several times over, they've also graced prominent slots at renowned festivals. Um, yeah, so... I first heard these guys because I was listening to the fourth artist on here and they have a song together. That's an 18 minute instrumental and listening to that. I was just like, Oh, is this like a, because the instrumental, they have two songs and they're both about 18 minutes that they com- combine forces on. And it's a uh, definitely like a jazz fusion type songs. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is interesting. And then I go to listen to uh, Kikagaku Moyo, and I was just like, "This is much more than jazz fusion." Yeah, they're doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw their name. I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting name." And I I looked them up. I was like, "Oh, they're Japanese." Yeah. Okay, it's not just white people <laughs> using Japanese words. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I I I think I've listened to a little bit of their stuff, stuff from this album, and I think of stuff from another album. And again, it's just amazing to me that like people are doing this, let alone yeah. a band from Japan is touring around the world doing music like this. Playing psychedelic rock yeah. fusion. <laughs> yeah. With like, I guess you would say the chorus in this song. <laughs> yes. Is, is fun like i yes. would i wouldn't be like oh yeah they're japanese no, <laughs> it's, it, the sounds, it reminds me of the crazy 88s from uh oh the yeah quentin tarantino kill bill dun, dun, like, dun, 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 yeah like that style i mean maybe it's just dun, japanese dun, 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 singing yeah maybe i'm just being stupid but like <laughs> this is like it is a fun chorus and one of their other songs was just like sounds too like it wasn't decipherable singing <laughs> yeah it was just sounds and i'm like that's cool as shit yeah like, <laughs> yeah so, uh you had heard of these guys before right yeah and i think i figured out where mm. after listening to them i was listening to uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard <laughs> okay and i think these guys popped up and they are very similar 
um, in certain ways. Like their psychedelic side is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much their like fusion and world music side. Like uh, King Gizzard kind of leans more into the like rock, and then more recently went into like heavy metal psychedelic huh. stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have just they really blend psychedelic stuff well. And then these guys kind of go the other direction with it, with that like Indian influence and who knows what else. Like they're all over the place. But yeah, I had like, heard like one or two songs by them before. Yeah, even if you just heard this song, like that, like just that could have been a punk song. Yeah. Like when I first heard that part, I was just like, oh, this is just be like a punk song. <laughs> yeah. Like if they said that was Japanese hardcore, and I'd yeah. be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, cool. They do it different there. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But listening to their stuff, I really, again, I don't know if this is a common theme throughout these songs, but it's like I just get happily lost in the song. Yeah. And which I'm not yeah. like a psychedelic guy at all like i've never explored that or anything but there's something about their songwriting that i'm happy to get lost in yeah it sounds they sound raw Mm. and not overproduced at all and the fact that they came from a busking background which i didn't know makes a lot of sense like i would love to see a band like this busking on the street you know just like i can't even imagine what that would be like but Coming from that background, you would assume that they have like a minimalist idea to recording mm-hmm. because they're used to playing everything live. You yeah, know? That makes like sense. all of their practices are in front of an audience, so it has that feel to it where it's like it's just coming together in the moment. You know, nothing about it seems written; mm-hmm. like it just seems impromptu, and that's what a lot of their songs. From what I listened to, I listened to a few other ones. Mm-hmm. I honestly just didn't have time because yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of long songs. And I don't know where to start. Yeah, right. Um, like bands like these, I can't listen to one song by them. Like I can listen to this one, obviously, but if I'm trying to get into them, I got to listen to a full album. Like mm. I got to get the whole the whole picture. Yeah, of what right. they're all about. Um, and they, uh, yeah, there's something impromptu about everything they're doing, but like. Like everything that comes out of Japan, like whether it's music or whiskey, like it is done with such precision mm, yeah. and perfection that it is there's no comparison. Like it it's crazy. Yeah. Like like Japanese uh there's some instrumental bands, light, mono, and toe mm-hmm. out of Japan that are and mouse on the keys that are like I don't know how to describe them. They're just so precise in everything that they do. And they play Midwest emo, you know, like American football. (laughs) And you're like, this is not that though. It's so something different. Like it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, how'd you do? I I did enjoy this one. I I did not like literally sit there and go wizard, 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 wizard. Band. King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Yeah. Get it together, bro. <laughs> I did not like see the correlation with that, but uh and I am a true fan. I know, yeah. Rattlesnake's your favorite song. <laughs> uh but I did like the energy of this one. I did like just overall everything. Uh there was one part of the song, I don't know why I did it, but the very intro before it gets into 
the rest of the song. It reminded me of one of the Sage Francis songs. Oh. Where in the beginning he's like, look what I did with my hand, ma. Remember that one? Yeah. Off a of healthy distress. And okay. I was just like, I don't know why this reminds me of this. So I listened to that song, the Sage Francis one, and I was like, all right, that's weird. It sounds different, <laughs> but it still still makes me mean, think though, of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh But I was just like, all right, we're going into like this weird Sage Francis. Oh, they changed. Yeah. All right. Now they're doing solos. Now they're Rocking out now, they're going dun 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 dun. dun. And I was like, all right, all right, okay, okay. And then I was like, all right. So if we're going here and a lot of energy, I was like, I wonder what the rest of the mix is going to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 did take me by surprise. Like when I started it, you know, it, it did go through some different phases of the song, which but is everything... to be expected at seven minutes and sixteen seconds. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> That's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Like, if you have a song that's that long and it is just the standard song structure, then fuck off with that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs that, you know? Right? Like, it's like it's gonna be seven or eight minutes long for a reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're gonna go on a journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So moving on here, I'm very interested to know how Devin felt towards this song. So. A lenticular slap, which I don't know what that is. Um, you know, <laughs> slap. It's like, it's like, you know, a different kind. I hope it's a guitar technique he uses. What so. if it's like a racist word that we don't know? <laughs> We're just like, yeah, lenticular. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, by Riley Walker from Course and Fable, which is a, his new 2021 album. Uh, it's track number three on there, coming in at 7 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, Riley Walker is from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, Walker began his career in Chicago's independent music scene after moving there in the early 2010s, uh, releasing several cassette EPs and vinyl EPs. Uh, in 2014, he released his uh, debut album from the Tompkins Square label. And followed it early in 2015 with Primrose Green released on Dead Oceans. Um, what? That's a Phoebe Bridgers label. Oh, that's awesome. Huh. Uh, ba- backing musicians Walker employed on Primrose Green include several noted Chicago jazz and experimental musicians, such as Fred Lonberg Holm. Um, also in 2015, Walker released an instrumental album recorded in collaboration with fellow Chicago musician Bill McKay, or, yeah, McKay, entitled Land of Plenty. It was recorded live during a January 2015 residency at the Whistler in Chicago. Uh, The songs on the album were taken from the last two shows of the residency on January 25th and 30th. Fuck, these are the type of people that have fucking residencies at clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McKay's guitar was recorded on the left channel, and Walker's guitar was recorded on the right channel. Uh, their instruments converge in the center. McKay played a six-string guitar, requinto, and glass slide, while Walker played a six- and 12-string guitars. Um, let's see. On August 19, 2016, Walker released his fourth album, Golden Sings. Um, he has released two albums with Chicago-based jazz drummer Charles Rumbeck. Uh, the first, Cannots, uh, was released on, by Dead Oceans in 2016. And then Little Common Twist was released by Thrill Jockey in 2019. Um, so 
Riley Walker, I believe, is the first person that like I ran into somehow on Spotify that reminded me of Devin. Like listening, to, I forget which song, but I listened to it. And I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Devin. And like the more I listened to it, I was like, I don't know what it is that reminds me of Devin with this guy. Because like, I as soon as he starts singing in his songs, like it's something that I don't l- listen to normally. Like yeah. his type of voice and the way that he's going about him singing in the songs, I'm I'm normally like I'm not interested, right? Yeah. And then you brought up last week when I sent this mix something like a did he do a cover of a Dave Matthews band song? No, it said that in the description on Spotify that he is uh influenced equally by some band that I've never heard of, Van Morrison and Dave Matthews Band. So, yeah, he blends so he, those styles. So he's a Dave slave, right? Yeah. And when you said that, I was just yeah. like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody that makes a professional music career out of playing acoustic guitar has to be a Dave slave. Like there's no way around it. No way around it. And like I'm not again, like I'm not a Dave slave, right? I've appreciated his oh, musicality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the more I listen to this guy, like again, I'm just bow, like, bow, bow. can I <laughs> do? Am I a Dave slave? <laughs> like, how do, deep do I need to go to oh. be a D- Dave slave? <laughs> you don't need to go that deep. It's right there waiting for you. you just, Dave dive. You just gotta open your heart and let Dave in. But there's, it's funny because like Dave Matthews has like such a specific way of singing, and I like Riley Walker doesn't sound like him at all but there's no. something about the way he sings that i'm like kind of reminds me of dave matthews <laughs> yes <laughs> like he yeah. doesn't sound like him at all and i don't know if it's just the way that he puts his singing with his guitar playing maybe that's what it is i don't know yeah i don't know okay so to explain hopefully this is what it, this is what i got out of it why this sounds like something that i would like mm. is Idols, the band. Okay. Because <laughs> waiting, they are because the guys, the, the guy's a talk singer. Mm. You know, like he doesn't sing with a melody necessarily as as much as like tell a story. Oh yeah, right. You know, and this guy does the same thing. This guy is more similar to Andrew Bird, hmm. but Andrew Bird has more melody, like. More like floatiness to his voice. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Bird is just like a pop musician with a beautiful voice and like a great musicality, but he does something with the way he like pronounces things to make it like kind of like off-putting to like pop fans. I would say. Oh yeah, maybe that's it too. Because I remember I said this about uh, your old uh, homeboy. Um, What's his uh, uh, uh Bismarcky? <laughs> Your body is a wonderland. Oh, John, John Mayer. Yeah. So John Mayer, I'm just like, I'm not that interested in his voice. I'm very interested into his musicality. Mm-hmm. And with this guy, I would think the same thing as I would go about John Mayer. But there's something more interesting about his musicality. I don't know what it is. Because I guess John sticks more to blues, where like this guy, I, what would you call this type of music? Nothing. <laughs> it doesn't exist. 
There's no name for it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yet it's still listenable music, you know? It's not like it's not like something crazy and obscure like like fucking power violence grindcore, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's music. Like you can hear this on the radio and you'd be like, yeah, this is a radio song. It's like yeah. that primitive radio god song from a couple weeks ago that was on my 90s mixtape. Mm-hmm. Like it could be in that era of music and it would just be on the radio and you'd listen to it and be okay but then when you really analyze it you're like i don't know what the fuck this is it's got so much (laughs) stuff going on like it the it starts off with two minutes and 10 seconds of instrumentals yeah which is a full song (laughs) of no vocals and then the vocals come in well i love that harsh transition uh, yeah, just like the bum 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 bum, and then it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of like starts and stops, which they use mostly in like heavier music. Yeah, but in and it really does translate in this style, like the whole, the whole, uh, like the whole chorus is super disjointed and like atonal, like the way he's using his melody. He's just throwing all these weird notes in there and then <laughs> taking like the whole like taking the whole like structure of the song and kind of putting these like sharp stops and then going back into something like some crazy finger picking stuff. <laughs> yeah. It works. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why it works. I don't know what it is. It listening works. yeah, listening to him for the first time, it really does feel like I was in like a coffee shop or in a place where they play live music and I wasn't expecting to hear something. And then suddenly I'm just like mesmerized of like yeah. listening to him. But if I was in person, I'd just be watching him being like, what are you doing? Let me see yeah. your fingers, bro. Let me see yeah. those. Yeah. Where's the rest of the band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's like, he's, it's like somebody that's trying to be super experimental, like in your coffee shop example. Yeah. But he's like successful at it right. with just a guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's very rare because <laughs> yeah. there's not much you can do with just an acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's almost like when like Elon's talking and Elon says that like sometimes it takes him a little bit for him to say what he's going to say because he's trying to like – translate in his brain how to dumb it down to you yeah and this guy's like you ain't ready for the real shit bro yes (laughs) yeah it's like he's making he's making his music palatable to children or he's attempting to it's like this is this is baby beluga this is my version of it that i hear in my head and i'm trying to make it for you as hard as hard as i can it's so hard yeah (laughs) Yeah, it, he really is listening to more of his stuff. He's just like a guy where it's like I like sometimes I'll listen to someone or uh, see something or watch something where I'm just like, I think I could do like a version of that. Right. Like I think yeah. that like I can listen to like Black Sabbath song and be like, I think I can like tweak that and make it like something that I'd like to use. Yeah. Like a Black Sabbath style riff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas listening to him, I'm just like, I'm just kind of in awe and i'm just gonna sit on sit sit down yeah take a breather just yeah. not pay attention to anything but you <laughs> yeah it's like when i heard Thelonious monk for the first time oh yeah and before that i was like i want to learn the piano and then i hear Thelonious monk I'm like, i'll never <laughs> learn the piano 
Like, no matter how much I learn yeah. the piano, I will never learn the piano. Yeah. Because this man has learned it the way aliens could not learn the fucking <laughs> piano. Could you, you know? imagine? You're just, like, sitting there... And you meet this dude, Riley Walker. You don't know who he is. And you're like, I play, yeah, I like playing acoustic guitar. He's like, yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know fucking semi-charm kind of life <laughs> if you want to like jam to that or something. I'd be like, yeah, I guess we can try or like try this song. What the fuck is that? He seems like a guy that would like, You'd be like, yeah, you want to like play a song? He's like, yeah, sure, all right, yeah. And he instantly starts tuning the guitar to a different, yeah, different notes, and being like, wait, what? Yeah, we're not just an E. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time, this is, the no, first we're time, in fucking open G, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I jammed at the studio a long time ago with uh, I forgot the guy's name. From the drummer for Cadence. Oh, yeah. And Mark Underwood. And I think the drummer guy had, like, taken mushrooms that night or something. Mm -hmm. And we were jamming for a little bit. And it was going fine. And then he immediately talked to Mark instead of, like, conveying to me in this, like, jam session, like, hey, we should try this thing. He just left me out of it. And I was like, please do. Because he's (laughs) like, yeah, we should try, like, this type of thing. And they started doing something that was, like... I was like, I don't know. It was in a crazy different time signature. <laughs> it was like all over the place. And they were both like communicating perfectly. And I was like, I'm not a part of this. <laughs> I, can, I can never be a part of this, but I'll watch it. <laughs> That's how I felt like listening to this. I was like, yeah. You guys want to play Seventh Nation Army? Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know Hash Pipe yeah. by Weezer? <laughs> I know it on bass. <laughs> I could play Sublime. <laughs> uh, RJ, how'd you do? Um, so I did see the Dave Matthews Band thing. That was literally in my notes. Oh, nice. And literally listening to it, I think in my notes, the literally the literal comment I put was, better as an instrumental, wish he didn't sing. Ah. Interesting. So <laughs> I did not like the vocals. I liked the, the music. The music was fantastic. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was very technical. It was all over the place. I couldn't keep track of what was going on. And I was just like, oh, I like this. Oh, why the f- who, who fucking brought this guy to singing? <laughs> I was like, you get the fuck out. And I started the song over again. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he came back, and I was upset. Yeah, but there's I, something. I, 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 get, like the song, I get that his part. singing is not for, like, it's really not for me. But yeah. it doesn't bother me for some reason. I don't know why. I think that's why you thought of me with the song. Because every, everything that I like that i eventually tell somebody about i'm like i i start i kind of like start with the idea in my head like you're probably not gonna like this but this is what i like you know like it's that it's that same exact feeling that you have about this song it's like i get it i get why you don't like this but i I get why you don't like joanna newsom yeah but i fucking love joanna newsom and i want somebody to like it with me yeah yeah yeah, because it's funny because like his voice isn't like Dave Matthews. Like his voice is bizarre. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> whereas yeah. this guy's voice is like it's not really anything. It's just kind of there. He's yes. kind of mumbling. Okay, yeah. so so towards the end of the song, and it changes up a little bit. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that yeah. part. The rest of it, he could have just been quiet. 
<laughs> Did you listen to any other songs by him? No, because I hated him. I sk- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I skimmed just through. an instrumental album, which is you probably, probably like. Ooh, probably like okay. that. Yeah. yeah, I skimmed through some of the other stuff, and it's all over the place. Yeah, like this song is not really indicative of what he does, but no one song is indicative of what he does because <laughs> yeah. it's like he's doing all kinds of stuff. He did stuff with the last band. Yeah, you know. Mm. I haven't listened to that, but I saw that and I was like, well, <laughs> I got to set aside 36 minutes and yeah, check this out. It's funny. I don't know if you looked at like the related artists, but like I listened to a lot of the related artists for him on Spotify and I'd listen to him and be like, this sounds nothing like him. But it's like, yeah. what do you do? Like with a guy yeah. like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, it is. It's like to use Les Claypool again as an example, it's like, who are you going to compare to that weird fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> you <right>. know, <laughs> like nobody like him, like yeah. maybe captain Beefheart, but even then, like that's still like 70 shit. Like Les Claypool's just so fucking weird. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on to the last song on here, we've got picture on my wall by Orgon, Orgon. uh, from their live in studio performances. It's track number eight, coming in at nine minutes and 18 seconds. Um, Oregon is an American band from Los Angeles, California. Uh, The group's sound draws from 1960s to 1970s era funk and soul, while several members of the band played together from the early 1990s. Oregon did not coalesce into a regular band until around 1999. Many of their early gigs were as a backing band for hip-hop musicians, after a 2001 debut release, the band added vocalist Fanny Franklin to do a cover of Funky Nasu uh, by the beginning of the end. She remained as a full-time member, although much of their music is instrumental. The group released its second album, The Killian Floor, in 2007, um, as well as a covers of Do You Thing by Isaac Hayes and uh, I Get Lifted from Casey sunshine pan uh in 2010 the band opened for sharon jones and the dap kings on tour Mm -hmm. they have also performed at festivals like bonnaroo and new orleans jazz and heritage festival so originally to end this mix rj i had a different song it was by a band called the besnard lakes and it was a 17 minute song Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man (laughs) um but there was like two things that I got really lucky finding, uh, which like I had never heard this band before. I don't know how I stumbled into them, but I was like, I need kind of like a female like on this mix because Devin does listen to a lot of female driven like musicians, right? Yeah. He, he does. And then I, was, I love the ladies. <laughs> and then I was also like, I need like a live song, right? And then I stumbled into them. And I was like, I think this works because Devin likes Funkadelic. This has like a very specific like 70s funk sound. And then I was like, oh, they have a live album. And then I was then I looked them up on YouTube. I was just like, okay, they have a live album, but I want to see like what this looks like, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. And so like they have like these performances live of them playing live on YouTube. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this this feels like Devin to me of this like nine piece group (laughs) that's playing live on YouTube or playing live and having YouTube videos 
of a band that I've never heard of before that probably most people haven't heard of before. And then looking into them, I was like, they've been around since the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it had a lot of like check marks for me for Devin. And I, I got, again, I got really lucky, like stumbling into not only this band. Cause I, I like the group a lot. Um, but also on top of that, like they just happen to have like a live, uh, fully filmed, uh, album that's on YouTube as well as, a uh, female driven singer and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's also a long ass song, RJ. It's a long song. It's yeah. nine, eight, nine minutes, 18 seconds. Um, but yeah. Uh, Devin, had you heard of Oregon before? I have not, hmm. but I saw that they were the backing band for the far side. Ooh. Interesting. And then I was like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> the far side's like one of my favorite, favorite nineties hip hop groups. Nice. Like, and that makes, total sense like it was like everything i liked about that era of hip-hop like Mm. everything i'm looking for in r&b stuff is what these guys have Mm. and i need to know more (laughs) yeah yeah i think that you would like the uh the live youtube um them playing this album i'm gonna watch that whole thing yeah because it's it's just impressive yeah. When you listen to the song, like there's no reason why the song should be live. There's no reason. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't sound like it's live. Like if you played the no. song to me, I would be like, that's not live, bro. <laughs> it sounds live in the way that that Funkadelic album sounds live. Ooh, yeah. Where it's like where they probably recorded it live for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, they played it all together instead of recording scratch tracks and playing to that, you know, recording each part of, at a separate time. Like it's live in that sense. Yeah. But, I mean, it. This one's from like 2021, right? It's pretty yeah. new. Yeah. Well, so maybe I think it's just like the song is from an album from like 2017 or something. Okay. So like the live album is new. If that makes sense. So maybe they were just planning a live album, and then the pandemic thing happened, and they're like, "We're gonna do our 2020 live album." Mm, yeah. But uh, whatever it was, whatever happened, like I I like it, and mm. I like the sound of it. And I wish more groups would do music like this. Like Led Zeppelin used to record this way. They used to use like one microphone for the drums. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd mic the snare and then an overhead mic for everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd play it all together on the album. So what you hear is the band playing together as opposed to something that's super produced and like sounds mechanical. And it's like, yeah, we refined each one of these parts separately. It's like, no, yeah. I like the band playing together. Like, there's a feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like that, the third band, the Kiki Gaku Moyo band, <laughs> has like it has a feeling that they're actually playing music together at the same time. Yeah, it's not dis- disconnected at all. Yeah, spe- like this song, the bass of it stands oh. out so much more than I think if it was like a yeah a, a studio recorded song. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't listen to the studio recorded version of the song. But yeah. like I just love the way the bass sounds in the song. I agree. I didn't listen to Studio One either because I didn't feel like I needed to. Mm, yeah, like it was done so well. Like you can tell the recording quality is different, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Like I would listen to this album over any of their other albums without even hearing their other albums. Yeah, if that makes sense. I love to watching. Um... Uh, the YouTube videos, but like I love watching a percussion guy 
because you see a guy with just like some fucking bongos in front of him and fucking the little like chime chimes in front of him and maybe he'll pick up like one of the little scratchy fish I love a fucking percussion guy that's just back there. He's just like, oh, I've got yeah. 20 instruments. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are the best. Like, it's that's why I like watching those videos or like seeing them live. Like, it really puts emphasis on all of the little things that go into making it sound the way it does. Like, that Childish Gambino album has so many layers mm, to it yeah. in, the, in the way that this does, where you can't replicate that with, you know, a five piece band. It's like there's so many separate parts of it that go that go into the recording of it and like the live production of it. Like that's impressive on its own. It's impressive mm. that somebody wrote that or even collaborated and like figured it out to make everything mesh so well together. Where yeah. it's not like this guy just playing a scratchy fish and he's like, dude, I just want to do a scratchy fish <laughs> whole song. I'm gonna do that the whole fucking yeah. song. So Yeah, you know. and these are like real musicians too. Like, yes. are, like to be able to sit down and be like, all right, we're going to play a nine minute live song. Like you have to be like, yeah. and you look at them, they're all older because they're like, yeah. they're like real musicians. Yeah. Like even if when I was playing the most music, I could not sit down for nine minutes and play a song beginning to end seemingly flawlessly. You were smoking <laughs> weed back then though. <laughs> that changes everything. Uh, RJ, how'd you do with this? Uh, it was a nice little jam. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, just I liked the whole thing. It was fun. Uh, I didn't even notice it was live, as you kind of s- spoke about. It was kind of just one of those. I was just like, you know, it sucked me in. I love the vocals. I like the female singer in it. Kind of change up with the re- rest of them. Some of them, I didn't even know what anybody was talking about in the previous songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. It was a it was a fun overall, and I think it was a nice outro track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love how these type of songs end, where it's like there's an yeah. ending, there's a crescendo, there's like yeah. a dun 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 dun. Like it's like we're building something. Yeah, yeah. there's no question that it ended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like the Sopranos ending where it just fades to black. <laughs> it's like no. Yeah. Um. All right, RJ. How did I do? I guess that your favorite song was one, your least favorite was three, and your favorite artist was one, if you had to choose one. So I was going back and forth with my favorite song. I did like uh, I like number one and I like number three. Ooh. But I think I was literally just sitting there and I was like, what would I like more? Do I want like the chaotic, just having fun, jamming out? Yeah. Just or do I want everywhere? to literally envision somebody throat singing to me Ooh, yeah. you <laughs> with their s- mouth you want to stare at yourself in the mirror while you're drinking off so i literally i i picked a uh, song one as my favorite one. Oh, nice uh my least favorite song is gonna be dave matthews band <laughs> number four okay and i'm gonna say the favorite artist because i was talking about the other one was just the jamming out i'd say number three. Oh, nice all right yeah. all right devin so, so I guess four, five, one for you. Four, five, one. Yeah. Okay. My favorite song was song three. Oh, nice. Um, but it was in between. Like, I really like the first song. Yeah. And I, I, I love the fifth song. This one, like the song three, just kind of like spoke to me in a different way. Like it, I felt that song. 
Like yeah. every time that came on, like it's stuck in my head. Like I love the psychedelic vibes to it mm-hmm. and like I really want more of that. Um my least favorite song is number four. Oh, and, interesting. And not because I dislike it. But if you had to choose one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the one it's the outlier on the mix. Four and two are the outliers for yeah. me. Whereas like one, three and five seamlessly blend together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two fits in there much better than four. But four is like it's it like we were saying, it's its own thing. Yeah, right. You know, like I couldn't put that in a mix with anything else besides Dave Matthews. That guy or <laughs> Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Ants Marching was on here four times and then this song, then it would work. Um, and then my favorite band is it, This Was Tough, and it changed three times during the week. Oh, wow. It was number one for a while because I'm familiar with that band, and I love a lot of stuff that they do. I haven't heard that new album, but I love their a lot of the creator album. I love the singles they put out. Like I love that band. And then it was like, well, my favorite song is three, so my favorite band is three. And then I listened to the other stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, my favorite band's three. And then I listened to the mix again, and it became five. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so five is my favorite band <laughs> because that's like everything that I want out of a soul and R&B group, whether it be from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or currently. And like they do – they do a lot of cool stuff. Like they blend that psychedelic stuff with really palatable, like R and B stuff that I really want to like listen to everything they've ever done. And yeah. they work the far side and far side's fucking sick. Yeah. I don't, there's some, I was a little nervous about having them on this, but there's something that's like a, the organ. There's something about them being the last song on here that works really well. Yeah. I don't know why. Like if they if I chose a different song of theirs and it was like track number two, I don't know if it'd work as well. But for some reason at the end, having this like really nice funk soul song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and especially after that last song too, because right. what the last one does is it it throws you off of what to expect from the rest of the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really shakes up like where if it was something more similar to song one and some like world music stuff yeah and then you went into the soul stuff and i'd be like well this is kind of like this doesn't fit like i need more world music or folk music or something but having that fourth song there that's like it throws a lot of stuff off and like going into something completely different but still related to three and one Mm -hmm. in a very real way like it it fit yeah yeah I'm stoked that you guys both really like the third song because that yeah. song, again, it's like it's the psychedelic rock song. So, like, I wouldn't guess that RJ would have liked the psychedelic rock song as much. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because it's Japanese. You know. <laughs> they spoke to me. I understood the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. RJ, you like this song. RJ, you like this song. I like 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 this song. I like, I like, like this song. <laughs> That's honestly how I imagine RJ cuts vegetables. <laughs> RJ cut vegetable. RJ cut vegetable. <laughs> Don't cut your finger off. Don't cut your finger off. <laughs> uh, 
uh, right. RJ, did you play any of this at work, or were you just like, it's not worth it? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I played it at work, but I mean, it's you know, by the time I'm like, cool, I have two seconds to listen to it before I got to run a food order. Yeah, so I come back and I have no clue what I'm like. What I miss now? They're singing, and now they're not. Now they're singing. Did anybody say anything about it? Yeah. Honestly, all of these songs could play at a coffee shop, like just in the background. Yeah. 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 It has coffee shop vibes. A lot of them, like, this is the type of stuff that I listen to while I read. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a perfect example of that. Like, this and jazz, like, but this has a lot of familiarity with jazz, like, jazz ethics, I guess. You know, not traditional, like, 50s, 60s jazz, but it has the same principles behind it pretty much in every song and uh it's very easy for me to like have this in the background and still pay full attention to it yeah for sure and, yeah in a like in a good way where it's not like it's not like low that lo-fi hip-hop like mixtape stuff where it's just in the background for the sake of there being something playing mm-hmm. you know like i'm listening to it i'm taking it in like feel it i like it um yeah i was surprised as that i was able to work out to these songs when i was first listening to them because i was just like this is not how i would work out at all yeah Um, but it doesn't bother my workout at all for some reason yeah yeah i think i worked out to this a couple times yeah like i this is what i would love to listen to while i'm running Mm, yeah because running it's like meditative for me mm-hmm. and this is the perfect stuff for me to just zone out and i will i'll run like forrest gump <laughs> you see me in arkansas next week like <laughs> yeah i'll just keep on going yeah <laughs> all right rj rate me rate rate me rate right? me my friend <laughs> so because this rate was- me <laughs> <laughs> rate me in my ass <laughs> rate me like bill cosby <laughs> get your pudding pop how many pudding pops <laughs> how many, uh, how many pudding pops is this one how many jellos <laughs> uh so and initially i was just like all right these songs weren't really for me <laughs> so i was like all right i gotta look at it outside the box and like you know devin's magic carpet ride mm. but did and they was, grow on you I know I was like some of them I don't hate. Oh, first, I was gonna give you like a like a three point five, and I was just like, you know what? They're they're average. That's a Jafar that. score. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't hate all of them except Dave Matthews. I would have pushed Dave Matthews Band off of the, uh-huh. the carpet. Off the carpet. Yeah. Okay. So I was just like, honestly, I don't hate them. I did enjoy them. I'm just gonna give you a three point seven five on that one. Nice. I was just well, like, I, you know, I, I enjoyed some of them. Yeah, I'm happy that you enjoyed some of them. I'm. Uh, the really? length kind of got me on some. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was just like, oh, we're still going. And my attention span went away. And I was just like, all right, now I have to get out of my car. And it's like, that's the end of the song. Like, it's like, I can't go back and be like, first play. Because it's usually just from point A to point B that I drive and listen to the song. Do you listen to music with like headphones or anything? Uh, I, I do while trying to like edit my photos. But besides that, not really. Mm. How did this do while editing photos? Like, well, doing tasks that's fun okay because the interesting thing for me is like usually when i listen to these mixtapes it's in my car at work or driving home and then occasionally like on headphones you know sometimes on the weekend just to like get the full feel for it yeah and uh like this week i was super busy with a lot of stuff didn't have time to listen to it 
So I was listening to it just on my headphones, and mm. it made me more productive in everything that I did. Oh, interesting. Which was weird. Like, normally I'll have to, like, sit down and, like, listen and, like, actually, like, listen to it and take notes in my phone. But, like, I don't think I've looked at my notes once during this whole thing. Mm. Like, I, I just retained all of it just, like... I was just going about my business. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... I didn't notice how long any of the songs were. Yeah. You know, they could have gone on for 15 minutes each. And I would have been <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. Just, just for everyone listening, it takes me about 10 minutes to get to work. So I can not even listen to the song one. <laughs> I mean, you've got 24 hours in a day, RJ. Yeah. I want to know what the best There's music... There's a lot of napping time. The best music for you... So if you're, like, editing photos, that's, like, your task to do. I want to know what the best music for that is. Like what Slayer. gets you in the zone? Oh, fucking Raining Blood? Yeah. Um, the last few times I have done them, because it's been recently, I list, literally listened to a lot of... Uh, it was uh, Mac Miller and Action Bronson, because that was my last mix. I could see that so kind of There was a lot of that working. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No Blink. Unless you want that on the next mix, I can do that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Blink mix. Yeah, Blink me. Yeah, Blink me, bro. Wait, are you trying to edit yourself? <laughs> blink, Blink me. Break my ass and Blink me. <laughs> yeah. 182 times. Blink me, Blink you, bro. Blink me. Can you use Mark Hoppus as a verb? I mean... He has cancer now, so I guess you could. <laughs> man, that guy got that got that Mark Hoppus. You know? yeah, Yo, man, you're being a Mark Hoppus right man, now. Man, you're all hoppus up, man. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother died of Mark Hoppus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read about it. Though. I just heard that he had cancer. Is it like terminal cancer or is it like skin he's, cancer? He's bald. Hmm. As far as I know. That sucks. Tom Long's on the band anymore, so I don't care. Is, is Tom your guy? The trio is my The trio's your guy? Trio. But minus, if you had to park... Scott Wright. If you had to pick between Hoppus and DeLong, <laughs> would it be? Well, well, you know, one's a bassist and one's a guitarist. I like, oh, is I like there guitarist. music that you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could do either or. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. Mark Everybody Hoppus knows and one's a Tom <laughs> Guitar and bass are interchangeable. Everybody knows that. <laughs> have, do do they do that when they're playing live? Do you know? No, they don't. They might have for a show, but they usually don't. I think Green Day did that with their bassist and their drummer. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, All right. Man. I uh 4.75 really yep wow all yeah. right i enjoyed every part of it nice. uh because there was new stuff that i enjoyed uh the fourth song was like the only part that like took me out of it but that's not even like a negative point mm-hmm. it's just that it was different because i want to look into that guy way more yeah um and i have listened to some of his other stuff but i really just have to like like that's some Music that takes like studying to get into, you know. Yeah. So like, I gotta, I gotta figure out what that guy's all about. Especially <laughs> since he's on Dead Oceans, like that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't seem that old to me. No. Like he seems. I mean, if he's in the oh, Dave yeah. Matthews band, then... no, he's my age. He's thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Like he can't be much older if he's in a 
If he's in the DMB. <laughs> that was yeah. the short answer to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just DMB for all the fans. You know. um, also, I forgot to mention, weird thing, Madhu Mokhtar, you said, was on Matador Records, which is Ceremony's new record label. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and that's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> but they also took on, I think they took on the Bronx, which turned to Mariachi El Bronx, oh. which is the Bronx doing their songs on mariachi band instruments <laughs> and it's tight that's awesome yeah so they got a, like a weird roster of bands but uh i never would have thought that madhu Mokhtar would be on like an american label at all yeah like, seriously yeah so that'll be cool like they he's done they've done stuff with uh kurt vile or maybe that was a different Sheen or something. Hmm. There's a, a bunch of like Arabic bands coming out of that area that are really interesting that are doing stuff with like American and Australian artists. Nice. And it's a weird crossover. But but yeah, basically like the mix made me listen to a bunch of stuff that I had been looking for and I didn't know I'd been looking for. Like mm. the the last song, like I want more of that. Um the second song, I'm like, I need – that's the type of, like, folk music that I'm looking for. Like, I'm tired of just, like, Shaky Graves yeah, or Tallest Man on Earth stuff. You know, like, I want something more like that. I mean, the the Japanese band, like, yeah, all of it I just want to listen to more of. So, yeah, I was very happy listening to it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give myself the same score as Devin then because <sighs> – yeah. All right. <laughs> that Magic, makes sense to me. <laughs> Magic Carpet and Genie agree. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, where are you taking us this week? Shimmer and Glimmer. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> Shimmer and Glimmer. Is it? Yep. Shimmer and Glimmer. Ooh, okay. Are we listening to Glimmer? Glam Rock? Well, so it's called Shimmer and Glimmer, but there's a subtitle to it called I'm Having an Instrumental Breakdown. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here we go, RJ. <laughs> well, you started it. You're going to wish you were listening yeah. to Riley Walker singing. <laughs> you're going to... You're going to wish you had somebody saying some words pretty soon, buddy. <laughs> it's just instruments from here on out. <laughs> I think it's instrumentals. You think so? That's my guess. <laughs> I hope it's glam rock instrumentals. Just a lot of uh-huh. <laughs> solos and ballads. <laughs> I don't know how to say What the fuck? Where'd you guys go? You can't send it to both of you? All right, I gotta send it to you separately, apparently. We're in there. I just gotta find us. I don't know how my phone works. <laughs> All right. I just sent it. I wanna know if you guys have heard of any of these. How you did separately. I Rude. did do it separately, yeah. Rude. Fucking deal with it, bro. <laughs> Send it here. <laughs> I was helping. I, that doesn't help with Spotify. It's not like I can like go on Spotify and click share, and it's like, can I share it to the messages? Said, Send it here if you like to. Uh... I could set a GPS location. Just start typing Spotify in all caps and see if it just automatically sends it to you. Siri, send it here. Siri! Siri! Send it to him. Send him his songs. Now, I am surprised it's only 20 minutes long. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's a 
Have you heard of any of them? No, negative. Either of you? Maybe two of them. So, Maybe, but it could be just words like somebody could be like, "Have you heard the word happy before?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard happy." I went. In, I went in a different direction with the uh, instrumental that you're thinking of. Yeah, is this like you electronic know? instrumental? No, but it's a very specific style, for the most part. He's looking at me and winking. <laughs> he's doing the mouth thing, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. "See, there he is." There but is. with his butthole, he's winking. <laughs> <laughs> he always flips around. I can never keep track of which side's up. It's the stinky winky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Awesome. Yeah. Anytime that happens, I am excited. But it could go either way, and I think I think both of you are going to enjoy it in your own ways. And I'm not saying that there's no vocals. But okay. there's pretty much no vocals. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's instrument-focused. Oh, okay. Shimmery One of these. Glimmery. And so I watch you from afar. These people, mm-hmm. they have a fans also like. And at the very end of it is Caspian. Okay. I mean... Out of all of the bands on there, I'd say Covet is closest to Caspian. Mm, okay. Maybe even Floral. But, and so I watch you from afar. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> in the same category. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. hopefully it's peaceful. Easy listening. <clears throat> if I it's peaceful. Oh, it's not peaceful? I mean. He it's doesn't, not, not he peaceful. Doesn't know about that. What is peace? You know, what is peace to y'all? Like, peace tea. Peace tea. Mm-hmm. Peach tea. When you you know, when you take a big dump. Yeah. Right? Does it feel like oh. that? Well, it it feels like the feeling after you take a big dump. Mm, the release. Not immediately after, but the feeling <laughs> of like. The shame of the winning. <laughs> oh, okay. Like winning. You're like, I just defeated that dump. <laughs> like that dump was trying to take over my bot. I took, I took it back. Yeah. Took my power back. Yeah. You exercise yeah. some demons. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're gonna exercise some demons here. Yeah. You gotta get that yeah. demon seed out, RJ. Got get that demon seed out. I put it back in. <laughs> oh, you put oh, it back. You can't in? take it out and put it back in. I do. That's you, what I do. You, you take it, it out and you. You funnel it? <laughs> you turkey based with that shit? I siphon that shit back she. in. <laughs> that just sounds like you're sucking your own dick. <laughs> I siphon my fools. own demon seeds. <laughs> Man, if you just get a if you just get a tube, can you suck your own dick? Talk about you the y- it's the yin yang yang. Is that the same okay. So it, we all agree if you put your own dick in your mouth, that's gay, right? But what if you put right. it like what if you put a tube I over it, you know? It. Is that gay? You're not touching it. What if you're you get a flashlight that is made to resemble your own mouth? Is that gay? Mm. Depends on your mouth. <laughs> you have to pay for it. You gotta pay somehow. Yeah. Yeah. No. You go into like a place, be like, I want to wrap the cup of my mouth. Why? Don't worry about it. That's like a thing, right? Like people get flashlights of like porn stars. Yeah, you can make your own. Oh. 
I mean, guys. Oh, I guess guys can, but it's a very different type of flashlight. Do they have asshole flashlights? Yeah, yeah, they do. I know somebody that got one. It's not gay. I mean, it was girls. It was molded after girls, but really, when it's a fleshlight, who the fuck cares? How like, do they verify that? Yeah, seriously. This is, it's like a fingerprint. You know, everybody has their own asshole print. <laughs> they match chocolate it up. starfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does the print match up? Yeah. I like the idea of you looking at, like, Rorschach tests. But they're just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's here somewhere. All no. I see is starfish. <laughs> I think of it like going through like quickly. It's like, what is this asshole? Next asshole. Next asshole. It's like, it's like next. These are all flowers. Wait, you, are you saying you swipe left for the assholes? But you don't sw- swipe right. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> So you're, you're saying you pat you're passing on the asshole, RJ? Yes. Pass on the ass. Oh, okay. I, I I wait for like the you know the credited one. Like this one belongs to this. Actress. Oh, the verified one mm-hmm. uh, where you like, have a picture you can match it up. Like with. it's got a blue check mark on it. But be honest, oh, like if yeah. you could get Hugh Jackman's asshole, like you get it. I mean, okay, okay. so <laughs> his, honestly, his is probably pretty loose. So. <laughs> I'd go with like a verified. If I was gonna go with a guy, I'd go with a verified straight guy. You know? So just, you know, if, I'm, if I'm just picking assholes, you know, you give me a top. Yeah, I mean, you top, but yeah, you might not be that power bottom. You know, <laughs> I never remember which one's which, but no. <laughs> I get them confused all the time. <laughs> Especially when they turn the lights out. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. We're, we'll figure it I out. I thought I was the top. Yeah. <laughs> we can't both top each other. I mean, we can. I guess we can. <laughs> standing. Standing. Stand, standing <laughs> topping. I'll take extra toppings, please. <laughs> That's an option on the asshole question. Yeah. <laughs> Extra topping. Extra topping. <laughs> Extra topping. It's just the dick. Uh, well, it'd be funny. You order the wrong flashlight and it just comes in. It's a dick. Yeah. Like, no, I wanted the other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, no. you the internet. You Ever get... heard of it? <laughs> uh, for some reason, you want to spend your time listening to this mix, you can find it on Spotify. Uh, you yeah. just gotta search Five Song Mixtape, all one word. All one word. Uh, find us on Instagram. Instagram. And you can find the songs and you can find the, the podcast. There's song. The, hey, there's music on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> find the songs yeah. we talk it's about. It's not just podcasts. It's not just podcasts. <laughs> Unlike everybody thinks, sometimes they play music. Yeah. Uh, all right, on to next week. All right. I'll bring my milkman. Namaste. <laughs>